0: Happy Saturday. Today, I'm excited to welcome you to episode 17 of Saturday Conversations. Today's episode, I pray, will be filled with insights and revelation in Jesus' mighty name. Today, I had to bring on two guests that I've known one of them for 12 years, and the, the other guest I just met not too long ago. And I love how God has used them in the kingdom of God. So please help me welcome to the conversation Cedric and Lamaria Wall. Hey, what's up? Hey. How are y'all doing?
1: We good. are amazing. How are you
0: doing? Good, thank you. So, before we get into the topic, can y'all just introduce yourselves to people who don't
1: know you? Yes. So, my name is Cedric, and
0: I'm Lamaria,
1: and we typically go by Walls and Love yes. on YouTube. Yes. So that is a little bit about us. We love God. We love our marriage. It is yes. beautiful, fruitful. We just got married, and you know.
2: Awesome. Yeah. It sucked. It was kind of like a COVID wedding, but it was still like awesome. You know, we celebrated as much as we could. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're doing great things. We are so grateful for God has blessed us with us so far. Well, so.
0: That's awesome. So when did y'all meet?
1: Yeah. Um. You want to kick that on Sweetheart?
0: You can go ahead, sir. All
1: right. So we met in uh, February of 20. 20- Ooh, was it 2019
0: 2019 yes february of
1: 2019 said you almost got in trouble you almost know, got in right. trouble <laughs> <laughs> oh man time goes by so fast but no february 2019 uh it was actual uh, unusual circumstance because i was actually planning a trip to go out to transformation church with a good friend of mine alex out here in the dallas area um this would have been our second trip because we went the prior year to transformation it was amazing so this was like okay let's run it back so Uh, We were planning this trip, and I invited my friends. she invited hers, and that is actually where I met my now wife, uh, Lamaria, on that trip to go to Transformation Church and also do some community service. So,
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was really crazy because at the time, I was like newish to the Dallas area because I'm from Minnesota, and um, I was searching for a church home, and then when I found my church home, I went to the like new members class and um the church has a lot of older people and at my table there was one other person who was Alex who was at the table and we just clicked and we talked and um at the end of the conversation she's like hey like I normally don't do this and this might sound super weird but I'm going to Tulsa, Oklahoma next weekend with some friends do you want to come <laughs> I was kind of like yeah yeah but in my head I was like of course I'm not gonna go out <laughs> of kind of to, you know with a bunch of strangers but I have no idea um, but then long story short, God convicted me to wake up. I hate waking up early. You will not find me waking up early. I woke up at 5am that day, worked out, got all the things I needed to do. And God said, go. And then I said, Alex, I'm on the way to your house. What's your address? <laughs> and, um, uh, rolled over there and we drove to Oklahoma um, you know, what we did you know, community service. Well, it, it it was it got canceled, but we we drove to the community service. We saw each other there, but didn't really like meet each other. And then we all um everyone had separate rooms at the hotel. So as we went to the hotel is when I remember meeting him and then we shook my hand and I was just in my head, like, that's a really fun trip. And that's really all I thought of it, but um that's where we met, yeah, in Oklahoma.
1: Mm-hmm, but you you can't tell me God in real after that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's just it's crazy how how life
1: works right
0: like it's funny because the community service was canceled but the yeah. thing that god ordained in heaven wasn't canceled
1: right but right crazy
0: how that works how i yeah. would use a sure. theme go ahead go ahead
2: the main reason was to go to see one of our favorite pastors my Todd, right. and yeah so that wasn't canceled which was good <laughs> yeah
1: that service just completely shook us
2: all. oh commit one of the most spiritual services i have ever been to god yeah. really touched my heart, and I'm sure everyone else's hearts, you know, who's there that
1: day. Literally, it it convicted me because it was about family ties. And so it convicted me that that sermon alone convicted me to really work on breaking some of those past family uh, ties that hadn't been uh, fixed and tried to work on repairing those. And so literally, uh, I want to say it wasn't too long after that, I actually reached out to my natural father who I hadn't been you know involved with since I was a baby and um he just so happened to be in the area and i think it was like maybe a month that we had been you know 40. it was shorter than that. who knows in a couple weeks and uh it was just a crazy opportunity i was like would you like to join me to you know see my natural father
2: and it was a a ways away it was like an over an hour away it was yeah. like do you want to drive with me to go meet you know my natural father who i've never really met and mm-hmm. i was like sure
1: yeah so literally, that that was birthed from that that sermon that weekend on, just continuous progression of just life and you know improvement.
0: That is so good, and I know down we have a couple questions to talk about. How did y'all know y'all were the one for each other? But uh, that was telltale sign of a <laughs> if a man tells you go meet, uh, meet a family member. Uh, yeah, right? Lamaria, yeah. I, you kind of thought we do. <laughs> <laughs> I said you probably already you probably started thinking like oh, all right this guy is had me meet his father. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I didn't yeah I mean I didn't realize the significance of that moment really until other people in my life you know like my dad was like you know wow you know when a man hasn't seen his natural father for his whole life and invites you to that very vulnerable moment and then one of his best friends Gus Gus was talking to me about it and he was just telling me the importance and how like. Cedric isn't normally like that. He's not, he doesn't just meet someone and ask them to do these wild things. He's like, this is a Cedric I've never really seen before. And at that moment, I really knew that like I, you know, I'm special.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you you're special because you're married to him, but I've known Cedric for 12 years. And Cedric has always been a secretive strategic man. That yeah. is how Cedric, he always he calculates his steps. Yes, yeah, so, he does. So I I knew you were special. When he started posting about you, I was like, oh, this girl she's the one <laughs> I I'm prophesying right now he might not know but uh, he started posting I was like she, she has to be the future's wall
1: <laughs> Amen, <bro>. yes
0: <laughs> so I'm just so glad to have you on the conversation to have both of you on the conversation the walls and love have invaded the YouTube channel so I'm yes. just glad that to have you on I'm glad our schedules are able to get uh, connected together so let's get into the topic y'all see the title. Y'all see the thumbnail. Y'all know what we're talking about. We're talking about godly dating yes. in 2021. Yes. So what I realize is in this day and age, there's so many people that don't know how to date God's mm-hmm. way. People mm-hmm. know how to date according to culture standards, but not a lot of people know how to date according to Christ standards. Right. There's so many people aimlessly dating with no results. And I just want to let everybody know right now that ten, the intended result of dating is marriage. I'll say that one more time. The intended results of dating is marriage. Dating is not intended for you to be in a seven-year relationship. Uh, dating is not uh, intended for you to be a friends with benefits in a situationship. That's not what dating is for. And we're not condemning you. We're not. We're not throwing judgment on you. What we're doing is trying to show you the light that God has created you for more than just a situationship. God has created you more than a meaningless hookup at night. God has created you more than a two thirty-two a.m. text saying W R U D. What you doing? God has created you more than that. So we just want to let you know, through this conversation, that's what we're just trying to let you know, that God has created you, God has purposed you, and God has placed in you the, the ability and the gift of being a husband and being a wife. Amen. Amen. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, it says, this is why a man leaves his father and his mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So our goal through this conversation is to present practical steps on how to godly date in 2021. So you already answered the first question. So my follow-up question is, because my first question was, how did y'all meet? My yep. follow-up question is, what is y'all's perspective on dating apps? We're just going real. We're going real. Uh-huh. So, so whoever wants to go first, y'all can go first. But what is y'all's perspective, your opinions about dating apps in 2021?
1: I will start. Um, 2021 is, is different because in the past, dating apps were things like, uh, what is it called? Uh, clean fish, you had Tinder, you had... Um, <laughs> there was another one that started with a B, Bumblebee, Bumble. I think. Bumble, uh, Bumble, yeah. Bumble, there we go. And so that was then, but now you really, anything on social media is a dating app. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, <laughs> um, Multiple uh, platforms have transitioned to being a dating platform. So my thoughts on that within the year 2021, I'm not opposed to it because that's the situation now. You're not really able to, well, with the COVID, you're not really able to really be out in front of people um, in some of those, you know, circumstances or uh, areas now. So being online is a little bit more convenient, I'd say, for meeting someone new, building those relationships, whether they're platonic or romantic, whatever it may look like. Um,
2: Yeah, Yeah, um, I actually asked my uh, stepdad this, he's a pastor, um, and I asked him this a couple years ago, uh, when I had a lot of friends who were on the app, I personally just never really cared to get on it, but I asked him for my friends and he's just like, there's absolutely nothing in the world wrong with meeting someone online. Mm-hmm. It's the use of any product It's the use of anything you do in life. If, if you eat too much food, obviously it's bad. If you're using that and talking and doing things and, and. Courting as a man, five different women at once. Okay, you're misusing the tool that God has gifted you mm-hmm. with. But if you use it in a godly way, and you're you're intentionally seeking after one person and not trying to talk to 17 people at one time, then um, I think it's a, a blessing to have something like that. Into I
1: couldn't say it better myself. Yeah,
0: Lamaria, well, I think you hit it on the head because I, I look at dating apps like money. How Mm -hmm. do you use the dating apps and what is your heart behind the dating apps? If you just want to hook up, then no, you shouldn't get on dating apps. But as you Mm -hmm. talked about, if you want to go in court and find your future mister, your future missus, then dating apps is a viable thing, especially in the pandemic that we're finally getting out of. Because you couldn't go nowhere. You couldn't even go to church for a little bit. And most people, they meet (laughs) their spouse at the church. So wow. you better be in those Facebook comments like, hey, I, I see you with those praise hands. You better, <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you better yeah. do the whole the right? You <laughs> because, you know, as the pandemic has played out, we have been isolated. Right. Dating apps, as as you said, said sometimes dating apps can be Instagram, it could be LinkedIn, it could be MySpace for the OGs watching this conversation. Uh, (laughs) 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 So it could be all these things. But what I want to say is do not say you want one thing, Mm -hmm. but then your digital footprint says something else. Right. Don't say that you want a wholesome man or wholesome woman, but what you're posting on your Instagram is just straight garbage. Right. So you know what I mean. So don't be saying like, "Oh, I want a man who's after God," but you trying to do the buster challenge
1: <laughs>
0: or the silhouette challenge. I, 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 it doesn't compute to me. How are you gonna say I'm a I'm a woman after God's heart? I'm a man after God's heart, but you're doing stuff that's not modest. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's go into that because I know I know I know Sad is online, yeah. I don't know if you're online too, but there's a lot of stuff on on. On the internet, so yes. how do we how do we combat that? Saying that we try to look for Mister Right or Mrs. Right. How do we combat us falling into the trap? is like let us just fit in with the culture so mm-hmm. we can get the attention of the opposite sex.
2: uh Personally, uh, I think there's a time and a season for mm-hmm. everything, and if it's not your time and if you're not ready, then that can show in different ways. And like you said, if you're doing the busset challenge or these different challenges online. Um, the one you're looking for is probably not looking at you for you. They're looking all the way around you and further. So really it's just up to you and how you utilize your time and your resources and the things that you have. And if you want to be like that, the the really, the the most amazing husband or the most amazing wife that you want is not looking at your pages and looking at you as a person doesn't want to interact with that because it's just, you know, it's not what you are.
1: So, yeah. I agree, I, I believe it boils down to stewardship. Um, and if if that is a t- particular person that you're wanting, then okay, go look for that. However, if it is someone wholesome or if you're, you're wanting someone that has a particular characteristic and trait that doesn't necessarily is in alignment to what you're watching, like you said, you, know, you might wanna focus on other areas and other criteria that would match what the person they're looking for is looking for
0: that's so good and my follow-up question to you i know i have a lot of follow-up questions but a follow-up question to both of you is so y'all was single before y'all got in a relationship mm-hmm. so how for people who are single how does someone steward the single of sing the season of singleness god has given them
1: mm-hmm.
0: so how, how does from, i want it from a man's perspective and a woman's perspective how can we steward the season of singleness god has given us
1: Well, for me, my season was, was crazy. It was different. Um, Before I even met Lamaria, I personally was, uh, you know, convicted by God to change my ways. Um, It got to a point where I was just like, and one relationship after another, and it was the same end story, just a different name. And I was like, okay, we're, we're in this cycle. And I had to get to a point. It wasn't until a point where I watched this sermon um, and he was kind of talking about love, sex, and relationships. And he had mentioned something that I, I know without a shadow of doubt was just God speaking through him uh, to me. And he said, are you becoming the person you're looking for, is looking for? And it it just really challenged me to think outside of, okay, maybe it's not the person I'm, I'm dating, maybe it's me. And so one of the challenges, he said, was take a year just take a year from, from dating and, and being out there in the quote-unquote streets uh, and, and just focus on, on you. And so that's what I did in 2018. And so, you know, it, it, it started off, you know, with a selfish intent, but then by me being involved in church, by me finding a church home, it became more about me growing my relationship with Christ. I started serving the community uh, boldly and, and just consistently and being involved with that really kind of grew my uh, my, my passion and, and love uh, with Christ and just that relationship. I became married to Christ, and it prepared it prepared me for my wife. And so uh, my season of singleness really looked like me being involved with different communities that were pushing me to better, uh, whether it's with the church, um, you know, whether it's with small groups. Um, uh, community service groups, um, business groups, whatever things that I was interested in that was, again, things that I liked and were pushing me to better is areas that I really spent more of my time in. I think community is key when you have God uh, and you're going through a season where you don't necessarily have that, that partner. So, Oftentimes you may feel alone and lonely. So if you really lean on, okay, I'm not, I'm not by myself in this. I have community that I can confide in, tell them my struggles, and you know, they can help bring me up when I may be feeling down at times, coupled with my ultimate savior, Jesus Christ. So um to that point, that that's what my single season kind of looked like.
2: And I've always like really admired that about him. Like, I feel like that takes such like strength and courage and so much more to be able to do that. I feel like that's the ideal way to be in your singleness. Um, I definitely didn't have that journey. Um, I was more so like relationship to relationship and things just not working out knowing I'm not with the right person. But in love with this idea of like being with someone being married and this idea was so much bigger than the person that I like put everything aside to have this idea to where, you know, I almost, you know, would have probably been married to someone just because of the word married and not, you know, liking the person or being hurt by the person. Um, so for me, it just hit me in the face because I was always praying. I knew I would be like, God, I know I'm not with the right person or I know I'm not doing the right. thing. So God, you know, have your way, God, and then I still do the same thing, but I'm praying against it. And so like, obviously I would have loved to do what Cedric did. But for me, I just, I, I knew what to pray, but I wasn't doing it. So God hit me in the face. And like all of just things that I wanted to deal with about myself, things that came up from the past past, like 10 year old me came up out of nowhere. And I'm pretty sure it did come up for my prayers because I was starting to pray hard like, God, may your will be done. God, help me. God, be in my my way, be in my face. Um, And he did just that. Um, So I um, decided to just focus on me and pray more fast I was fasting a lot um, I was you know getting connected to as much community as I could you know with friends and all that and literally one week later after that I met Cedric so it was it was kind of crazy because I was always looking for him. like I was like is he the is he gonna be my husband God oh is he gonna be? I met him so oh, is he gonna be my next husband God like I always my mind wrapped around the concept, and then as soon as I was like, I really don't care. Like God's gonna send whatever He wants at the right time, and that as soon as I like literally stopped caring, and I'm not a person to stop caring about that because I was so like obsessed with the thought, but it just completely went away, and I said, I want to focus on me. I want to be the best wife to whoever I marry. And literally a week later, just happened to meet Cedric, so it was wonderful. Mm
0: That is so good. So my next question to, to both of you is, who initiated the pursuit? I, I know Sad came through with the firm handshake. Is that how he initiated the pursuit? So who initiated it?
1: Uh, yeah, so that wasn't necessarily the initiation. Really what the initiation was is after the, the, the meeting and, you know, really the fellowshipping over the weekend, um, I had put in a little hint at the end of the weekend and and told her, I'll be seeing you soon. And then after that, I slid in her DMs and I had invited her to uh, things that were cultivating to me. So I had invited her to Bible study. No, I think it was community service at first. Uh, and I don't think she was available. And then I, I just kept pursuing. I was like, okay, that works. Uh, what about Bible study? <laughs> Meet me here. And so uh, it was, it was those multiple, multiple factors. And that's what the initiating point was? I slid in the DMs and I yeah. planted the seed.
2: <laughs> he, he sure did. Like I, I literally thought I would never see any of those people again because, like I said, it was just a. Sure, I'll go, you know, across the country with you. So um I literally was like, you know, really nice meeting all you guys. This was, was such an amazing time. And I remember he looked at me straight in the He's like, I'll be seeing you soon. And I, I was like, that's the strangest response. But I was like, okay, I didn't think anything of it. Literally that night he did message about the community service, but I had Bible study that day that he had and then he was consistent, like, Well, can you go to Bible study with me? Can you go to church with me? Can you go to Bible study with me again? So the first couple of weeks was just Bible
1: studies and studies and church that was it yep
0: it's funny because the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue
1: mm-hmm.
0: so said so spoke he said I'll see you soon he's like I don't even know you like that but he's
2: yes
0: that so is a prophet if you didn't know Cedric is a prophet he's I will see you soon and you're like I don't know about that but look at us now
1: amen <laughs> <It> yes <laughs>
0: So I want to get into this uh, avenue of I truly believe I'm old school, the man should pursue. So well mm-hmm. done said. Thank you. So my question to you Lamaria, is how is a woman pursuable?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because there's one thing for a man to pursue. But if the woman is not being pursuable, the man can just give up. So how were you pursuable to set? just
2: uh, my walk with God at the time was just really the strongest it's ever been because I, I depended on God. I depended on talking to him. He was the way out. He was my truth. He was my light. And, um, I just, I don't know. I I think just finding your relationship with Christ, honestly, because God talks to the man, you know, to find his wife. So as long as you're in alignment with God, he will lead your husband to you. So I truly do believe that's the number one thing is just having your relationship with God. And that, that looks like reading your Bible every night, you know, Um, talking to him about just a bad day, you know, you can argue with God. You can say, why'd you do that? But then you can say, you know, I love you God. Like, I know you're going to do whatever it takes, but just finding that relationship, I think is key.
1: Yeah. And I just wanted to add to your point that with her being so in tune with Christ, um, one of the things that I was I had learned during my singleness season was that I was really wanting someone that was going to be an asset and not a liability. So they should be adding to my life, not taking away. And the one thing that I loved about her was that she was always pushing me. And so, you know, where it may not have been communicated to a, a level of understanding for her, or maybe it wasn't really, okay, hey, we need to define the relationship at this point. Are um, we've been courting or, you know, going on these days or whatever we've been doing, but what are we doing? So, you know, we had those times and uh, that's what I really enjoyed because at that moment, it was like, okay, well, let me express what I actually, what my plans are, what I've been feeling and how I would like to, you know, continue about our relationship. And when she had asked me that question, she was like, you know, what are we doing? Are we in a relationship? Or, you know, not a lot of women do that. And they kind of, uh, that was something that I was taken back on. I was like, I appreciate that. You know, that candor, that, that vulnerability, that, that gusto to just put yourself out there. And then at that moment, I kind of defined it. I was like, you know, hey, I'm interested in you and seeing what the future looks like for and I would love to uh, not just be friends, I would love to court you. And I believe at that moment, that's when we had defined that we are in a courtship. And, you know, I believe that dating is fun, but for me, my terminology was courtship because courting is very intentional. That means that you're, you're not just, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we're not just in this current state. This is just a temporary transportation uh, to a, a lifetime ordeal, you know, or if we decide that we're not meant to be, well, the part is friends and we know that we are a blessing to each other, but at the same time, we both know that this is only temporary.
2: And like you said, he is extremely calculated. So he literally had this master plan in his head, right? Like he's like, I'm going to do this and we're going to go to, mm-hmm. and then in this, this stage, we're going to court in this stage, we're going to be engaged and married. He had it all planned out. But for me as the woman, I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to keep going to church with you every Sunday. I don't believe in having men as just my friend. If you're my man friend, you are my husband. Um, I don't do all that extra stuff. So um, at a certain point, you know, a little bit after we had met his natural father, that's when we went to eat. It was just like a taco spot. We, at this point, we hadn't had like a date, you know, like at a restaurant because um, we had just been doing church and Bible study. And so that's when I was just like, you know, you know, what, where are we, what are we doing? Because I had community at my church that I was at And the guys in my group, my Bible study group were telling me it's okay to ask. And they said, sometimes men just don't necessarily verbalize what they have going on. And that's exactly why he, and he was just like, oh yeah, my plan was for us to do this. And then I, (laughs) this, 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 and he had it all planned out, you know, but, um, I was glad that I asked and that he was able to express himself or what his plans were. (laughs) And, uh, so I could be in the loop. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. So my question to both of you is why you're pursuing or why you're being pursued? How do you not let go of the standards you already set for yourself? Mm. So Lamar, you can go first because went first. last Lamar, you can go first. How do you keep to that standard that I'm not going to lower my standards because I'm just trying to get pursued?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I'm saying how, how do you not lower your standards? Um, Geez, I don't know. It's hard because sometimes when you feel like you really like someone, you just kind of go with whatever. Um, I, I would say the number one thing is your community. So the people that are around you, because when you're really when you're in it, you, you really can't necessarily see as much as the people who are closest to you and around you. So for me, I was always account- accountability partners. Mm-hmm. I've asked my my girlfriends, like, where are your thoughts? How am I acting? Am I changing as an individual? Am I becoming a better person? Um, and one of my best friends, she's like, I've seen you change dramatically, um, drastically in the most positive way ever um, in the last, you know, however long. And this is a great relationship in um, different communities around me just saying this is this is good. And so I would definitely say asking people who are closest to you about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I uh, to echo that. I completely agree. Uh, community is number one. Uh, fasting so you can just be able to hear from God more uh, I believe is, is, is second to that uh, parallel almost it's and and for me I believe bec- for because I took that year uh, and really focused on improving myself but again how it started is okay I want to become the person I'm looking for is looking for and so I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt like okay you're not on that list of the person that I'm looking for. Might be looking for because I became that person. So if, if it wasn't familiar to me, I was like out of it. So it was like an immediate uh, red flag for me that, okay, this isn't to be pursued any further. So for me, you know, af- after that year, I was like, you know what? Because I didn't have sex, I, I committed to just waiting till marriage at that point. I was new. I was like, okay. If you're wanting that, I don't have that to offer, mm-hmm. and so circumstances like that took place. Uh, when I did start after that year, start you know dating, I was like, that's not going to work. And then other circumstances that just took place that we clearly were just not equally yoked. And you know, often that that's that's what sort of boils down to it: Are you equally yoked? Are you also pushing each other? And are your ambitions matching? So.
0: That is so good. Uh, let's talk about the equally yoked and unequally yoked part for a second. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people who want to like go on a, like dating as mission style. Like I want to mm-hmm. save him for the, no, Billy's not going to go to Jesus. Go on with your business. Yeah. All right. It's yeah. like, they're like, I can say Billy, I can say Brittany for the name of Jesus. No, stop. Don't, don't give yourself that headache or that heartache. So yeah. how, so the people who are, who are dating, can you, what is both of y'all's advice how not to go date on mission, <laughs> on a mission style?
1: the first thing I'm thinking is that you just can't save everybody. Um, when you get into that phase of trying to save, and I often see this, all due respect, I often see this with a lot of women, um, is that they they are typically, they get into this state of fixing and, you know, thinking that this man is going to change and they will sit on that inkling of faith that I just see What he can be or i can groom him to become this this man that i want him to be but if he wasn't like that when you met him he ain't gonna become that man that you're looking for if not he may actually fold and become worse um and so it 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 it's a it's a very loaded question but i'll start there you can go
2: i mean yeah that was the life that i lived it's just you know i he'll change and you know if i do this and i'll help him i'm gonna help him and i was always trying to help him whoever, you know, and it never worked. Um, it always takes that person to want to change and to want to be better. Um, you, you almost can never change someone. You know, the person has to change for themselves, but you can always be there to help push someone to change if they want to. Um, but yeah, I just, I gave up after a while. I was like, yeah, I can't change this person. Yeah. so.
0: So, yeah, I have a saying that if the person doesn't change for his mother, Mm. he's not going to change for you. Like the woman who gave birth to him, his first girlfriend, quote unquote, if he doesn't change for her. I don't want to I don't want to say never, but there's like a 98 percent chance he's not going to change.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: And I I also heard a pastor said, instead of us looking at people's potential, let's start looking at people's patterns. Because that's, that's what everybody was always saying. Like, oh, he has the potential. She has the potential to do this. Yes, potential is something else. But if they don't know how to treat a, a wife right or a woman right, if they don't know how to manage their money right, if they don't know how to do all these stuff right, how do you expect? Yes, there's potential. But yep. there's also potential when it comes to a cold. It's potentially be a diamond or it does be some rubble. We don't know. So
1: right. <laughs> that's so good because the sermons I also listen to. He said the past is often an indicator of their future and what they will become. So that is awesome. So do y'all
0: want to add anything else before we get to the next question?
1: You know, I I don't know. I think this is such a heavy question, but I think, you know, my wife said it uh, really good, you know, and you also said it really well you can't really change anyone. If you're in that mode to, to fix someone, save someone, um, it, it's just not the right mode that you need to be focused on. I think just focus on yourself, uh, and saving yourself. Well, I mean, we all want to build the kingdom, yeah. uh, but that's just not the right path to take in, in terms of building the kingdom.
2: And I totally feel for other women out there who are in it and they want to change it. And it's, it's so much easier said than done. Um, which is why, again, using that community, your accountability to help mm-hmm. you through that, um, because you can't, you can't do it on your own. That's why God gives you people, godly people to be in your, your life to help you, because it's not easy to separate yourself from what you know you can't change. So yeah. you, you can't do it alone. You know, you're going to need God. You're going to need your
1: accountability. So, and the, the, it's so beautifully said, because when you at that point kind of give it to God, and let him do the work for you It's just so much easier. Like there's times where we had disagreements and you didn't necessarily tell me about something or whatever it may have been, you just talked to God first. And I, eventually just came around
2: yes crazy crazy because sometimes we'll get in like an argument or something we'll talk and we won't understand each other's Mm -hmm. point of view at all and he's stubborn i'm stubborn and then i'll pray about it and literally the next day he'll be like you know what i don't really mind doing this this way and like change forever and i'm like what god like he's my best friend Mm -hmm. he's my number one best friend because through him you know, he, he he gives me the best person on earth to be for me. So it's just crazy what God will do.
1: Yeah. And that goes, it triples all the way down to even singleness. It's just, okay, you want this person to go to church. Well, have you prayed about it? Yeah. You you want this person to become better, be better with their fa- finances. Have you prayed about it? Have you talked to God about it? Because he'll do far greater than what you would ever do. And imagine that you could do if you just simply pray about it. So I think just, hey, give it to God take that weight off of your shoulder, stop holding on to trying to fix somebody and just really pray fast on it if you really want to and let them also watch you. You know, it's as simple as, okay, you want them to go to church like you? Well, just tell them, yeah, you can meet me. I'm going to church right now. Um, And then eventually if they, if God is speaking to them and if that's the right person, they'll do it for themselves and God will convict them to do so.
2: And I don't know why I'm thinking this, but just, when I was in that spot, and when I, people always told me, "Well, just pray to God," or just just read Bible, or just just meditate, or just fast. And it, for me, I was like, I love God number 100%. And during those times, it was just really hard. Like, yeah, it was for free to say, or like, yeah, okay. Um, but what I would do is I would start somewhere. I would just give God a 30 second prayer. I would just read one sentence of the Bible. And then over time it grew, but, but it was really hard for everyone to just tell me, just pray, you know, God will bring you your, your Boaz and da da, da. And you know, it was hard then, but looking back now, I just it was good advice, so.
1: All you need is a mustard seed.
2: Yeah.
0: And I want to, I want to break, burst some people's bubbles. Because people always say, like, God will bring your Boaz. Look at the context. Ruth was working the field she had. So women, you better work what you got. Don't be waiting for a man to come rescue He ain't Jesus. He's not going to come out and rescue you. Amen, I'm going to tell you right now, work the field God has given to you. Because when the Bible says when Ruth was working, boy, I said, Who's that girl over there? Yeah. <laughs> <He> exactly. said. <laughs> so, but, and I, I wanted I want to be encouraging to some people because it says saw Lamaria, not because she was waiting on him. Lamaria was working in her purpose, working yeah. on her mission, working on the call God placing her. And because what? he saw her working, said was attracted to this girl, like, okay, may, okay, she got to do this community service. Granted, it was a counsel, but I saw she, I saw her heart. I saw mm-hmm. the purpose that God placed her. So let me pursue her. If you want a, a man who's after God's heart, please be a woman after God's heart. Yes. So that that's, mm-hmm. that's all I got. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a
2: wonderful day. <laughs> <the nation> box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're gonna take a we're gonna take a, a love offering right now. If he does <laughs> <laughs> So my next question to both y'all is: How did y'all know y'all were the one for each other?
2: Hey. um for me uh it's it's was kind of long down the road mm. where i it where it was hit um it's when i opened up to cedric about something that happened in my childhood childhood that i hadn't talked to anyone in my family about any of my friends no one in the world knew and i thought i was never going to talk to anyone ever about it um but the fact that i felt so comfortable and vulnerable to be able to open up to him. And when he, he looked at me in the, my eyes, when I was just breaking down and just being like, and he's just like, I love you so much. And, you know, he's, I appreciate you and everything you are and who you are and everything you've gone through to be who you are today. You know, it just, at that moment, I was just like, this, this is my husband. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Uh, and for me, I mean, during the, point of our courtship, it was, you know, a lot of confirmations that God was providing me. Um, and I'm sure the same with my wife. And it got to a point in our relationship where it was really tight. And, you know, I think this was near our six months. of right. courtship. Yeah. And so this is during a time where I started a new job. I had to work remotely, I was away for two and a half months and we yes. literally right went, felt like it was just a fresh relationship. And so it was just really challenging and it was a really pivotal part of our um, you know, courtship where we can go two ways. We could either end it or, or we can continue on. to pursue it. And if we were to continue to pursue it, it was in the continuous direction of marriage. And so um, it, once we got to that crossroads, um, we had an opportunity to fast. Uh, we had an opportunity to just give something up, die of self. And, you know, it was just on top of the additional confirmations throughout the year, it was like within that week, I was just pimp slapped with so many confirmations from God and, and through community, through just random calls, random text messages, everything, everywhere was just convicting me And it got to that point where after our fast, we had came together and express, you know, our opinions and and what we received over the week and express, you know, what, how we felt. And for me, I expressed how I felt I was like, God did a madness and uh, I want to continue to pursue you uh, no matter the situation. I know that we will get through this and i pray against any misconfusion, misunderstanding. Uh, You know, I just pray life into our relationship and I know that uh, God loves you and God loves me and he gives us continuous favor. It was just on and on. And that was that breakthrough moment where I knew without a shadow, of doubt, she's my wife.
2: That was like the hardest time in our relationship. Like it literally was Mm -hmm. crossroad. We were going to, be done, or we're gonna go. We're gonna go all the way, mm-hmm. and just crazy how God just took us up in His arms and just squeezed us, and you know was like, "Well done," because and it's crazy because we really, we really were like, you know, we're not meant to be or Like, we're, this isn't gonna work. But it's crazy what God will do. Like, if if you are meant to be, and if you choose the person, God will do a madness in your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, madness is crazy. What God did for
1: us, yeah, uniquely orchestrated.
0: That is that's so amazing. So said when God gave this confirmation that she was your wife, did you tell her off the bat, or Jesus like we're gonna continue? Because I ask you this question because I know a lot of people come. I know like they go to random women. God told me you are gonna be my wife. Mm -hmm. That's just weird. So (laughs) so how did you orchestrate that Um, for anyone listening? If someone knows that oh God told me this, but I'm here to tell you right now, do not go to the woman say God's gonna be my wife. That's weird. You're gonna freak. You're gonna freak her out. She gonna run away. So, so, Stan, how did you how
1: did you approach that? Yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, every person's different. For me, in in myself, uh, I approached it by not really expressing that. I, as we've been talking about, I was very strategic, tactical, uh, intentional with every move that I made, and so um, I had literally. I know, I waited to say I loved her. On the day that I actually proposed, everything that I did, I wanted intentions behind it. I, I wanted it to be really heartfelt and meaningful, not just just words. But I wanted some validity behind it and some substance behind it. I didn't tell her any of my plans for the proposal. I ain't. T- I just told her, "Be ready. I, I, Hey, it's coming. You, you, you—that one." But I never really told her that you're you're my wife. I told her that for sure, you know, I see us getting to that point, and I even faked her out, I because we was get, it was, attention was building up so much, it was like, okay, we're now at a year of our our courtship, what are we doing, and I was like, you know, hey, I think I might do it in December, or something like that, oh yeah.
2: man, yeah,
1: yeah, so I was just continuously leading her on, to kind of string her along, but of course, I had a master plan already up my sleeves, and then that that day in May 2020 is when I proposed.
0: It wouldn't be said while well it wasn't with a master plan. I know that I can tell you that right now. It <laughs> <be>. <laughs> did,
1: but at the end of
2: the day, when all stuff happened, it was wonderful. But it's yeah. the anticipation and stuff.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely. So, Lamari, I want to ask you, though, was it worth the wait, though?
2: Oh, yeah, it was definitely worth the wait
1: yeah
0: so show the ring everybody watching show the ring LaMaria they, oh oh oh
2: yes
1: <laughs> so to of
0: the tongues oh I'm slain in the spirit oh my goodness <laughs> that that's a that's a holy ghost ring that right there that was a lord appointed the ring yes good job said
1: good Thank job you. I, yeah, it's not a day that goes by that. I don't hear I did well on that ring. It makes me very proud.
0: That's what Jesus was like. Well done. faithful yeah. <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah. So my next question to you is in the culture we live in, we look, we live in a hypersexual culture. So how did y'all maintain your physical boundaries in a culture that tells you that you don't really have to do all that?
2: You want to go first? Take that. One. So I would say the very first like day that it was the day after we went to the father, we were in the car and we were just talking about what we believe in. And we were both like done with sex. Like, you know, we've tried it and it clearly doesn't work. And we're, we are already connected to so many souls. And, um, you know, of course, pray that away and, you know, God rebuke it and all that stuff. Um, so it was more of a, just verbal, we don't want to do this and we want to strive to do that. Um, boundary-wise, I it was more so like let's not do sleepovers, and it, at first it was all these like crazy big things. Let's not cuddle, and let's not do skin skin and things like that. But at our six months after that tough time that we had, we did we never had sex, but we did play around with other things. Um, at our six month, and I think for the next six months we were we knew it was wrong. We we're like we're not going to do that again. And then it, two weeks later it happened, or we're not going to do that again. And so we had a pivotal God moment because once again God is not gonna let you go especially if you're mm-hmm. praying about it because we were both praying like God ah, you know please help us through this this season and blah, blah. and so um, December of 2020 we both looked at each other and we both had this like crazy god we're like we're not even though we haven't had sex right um, it, it does anything else is still not necessarily like right and so um, at that point, we're like, we're, we're not going to do anything else because we, we honor this relationship and we honor God. And that's not honoring to Jesus. It's, you know, it's glorious because it's not, you're not in marriage. It's, it's, it's inglorious is what I mean. Um, and so from that point, from that point, December till we got married in January, we, we didn't do anything. And the boundaries then, uh, I, we were talking about this last night, like what boundaries do we put in place? But it was more of like, we both were so convicted from God that uh, it, nothing ever happened because we were just convicted from God, and it. So it, I don't really know what bound like boundaries.
1: Yeah, after that, I mean, God's power alone was just so. It had his, He had his stronghold on us. Yeah. That we just didn't sway. And I
2: wonder if it's because we both prayed together about mm-hmm. it. You know, God, we rebuke anything that's um, unlike you in the name of Jesus. God, we ask for your will to be done in this relationship. God, we ask that our relationship can honor the world and show the world what we're capable of and what the world is capable of. Um, And just praying that together, I think, was very powerful.
1: Yeah. And uh, to echo that, I would say that some additional factors, what we did is we really kept busy. Um, and, and, you know, you know, leaned on community again, community was, is always and will forever be big in our, uh, lives. Yeah. Um, and you know, that really helped us to not have our flesh and our minds get trapped in what the enemy is trying to do. Yeah. Um, because the world, as you put it, I mean, it, it, it's tempting. It, it'll put anything in front of you, try to make you bend and break. Um, but you know, with us being busy, I mean, we literally got thrown into the thrust of COVID and we had the wedding planning.
2: We Um, learned how to have fun with each other. Yes. Doing activities. And and
1: that is the value. Like you find other ways to, you know, stimulate your spouse outside of the physical. Yes. And so it's like, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have that, that physical ties but you have a soul. You have a heart. Sounds like you're you're mentally, emotionally, and in, invoked with each other, and so it it's beautiful.
2: And a funny story is, um, so since we never had sex, we never really had that experience of like what that even would be like with each other. Mm-hmm. And our wedding night after our wedding, we actually didn't have sex. We actually didn't do anything that night, which was crazy. Cause like we both were anticipating, it's been a year and like, some months we're going to finally, uh-huh. you know? and like, you know, we're both on the bed snoozing. Uh, even in the morning time, when we woke up, we both kind of looking at each other, you know, like, <laughs> just like, uh, ah. and then he's like, I remember he's like, how do we do this? Lala. And we just started busting out laughing and the rest is history. But it was just uh-huh. funny. Like we enjoyed our wedding without anything physical because we just love each other and had fun with each other the whole day. And um, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a different type of boat there.
0: So I just got to ask you said, you laid it down though, right?
1: Oh, I, was, I was fruitful. I have, I'm not multiplying yet, but I was fruitful now.
0: Well, Because the mama says the marriage bed is under file. Y'all were married. So I hope you laid it down, my brother. Ah. <laughs> So my next question to you is, how do y'all beat the temptation of comparing yourself to other couples? Because you see on Instagram, you see on all this other stuff that, oh, relationship goes here, relationship goes there. So how do you beat the the temptation of comparing yourself to other couples?
1: That's good. Um, I feel like we was having that conversation recently. Um As for me, I... I have to realize where my heart is when I am looking at another couple. Um, because if it, if my posture isn't correct, if I am swaying more on the, oh, I'm, I'm spite, I'm jealous, or I'm, you know, mm, I don't really like that spiteful, then that's just not the correct posture to be. But if it's like, I like that, you know what, maybe we can do something like that to make us better. Um, and really just, if my posture is a little bit more on the, the left side than the right side, I, that's kind of like, OK, that's all right. Um, I think that it's, it's fair. It's not too right field um, and, and, and disingenuous. I, was, I don't know. But for me, that's just my take. I don't really do a lot of comparison, especially with other couples, because we have so much going on with our own lives, let alone trying to be worried about someone else's. Uh, I try to stay in my own lane and be focused on my wife, providing for our household, and you know God, of course. And so, if those opportunity to do present so I do. I just look at it from a lens of, hey, let me take little bits and pieces of whatever they may be doing. Maybe it's on social media, and I'm like, I like what they did there. Maybe we can do something like that in our own videos, and then I go from there. But other than that, that's it.
2: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have that issue. (laughs) Um, for me, um, more so like he said, he were, I think teaches me more if if there's something that I'm like, Oh man, I wish I had that. He's like, let's strive to get that. Or why don't you strive to to do that or be inspired by that. Mm. Um, and if it's to me, if it does, just doesn't work or if, if it feels kind of like fake, I will just stop following or I will stop, you know, like, why am I like putting myself in that place of being that way if I don't necessarily have to. And then this is said all the time everywhere, but just to reiterate, not everything you see on social media is truly what's happening. Every single couple, every single person has their own things that they're going through currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're either either they just went through something, you're either going through something, or you either just got out of something, and that is a forever cycle. You yep. can never not be in one of those three things. Mm-hmm. So, just constantly reminding myself that I think helps. It's like they're in their happy moment. That's so awesome. I know I'll have my happy moment too. Or um, you know, they might be in this moment. You know, everyone has those moments. So, um, thinking of it like that I think helps too.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's so good. My mom always said when I was growing up, not everything that glitter is gold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So just because they look all happy on, on social media and uh, it, it, you don't know, it took you 86, took them 86 times to take that picture. <laughs> it, <laughs> took, it took them an hour and 13 minutes to come up with that, that caption that everybody loves. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> people, people don't know that. And then yeah. it, there's a saying that says like, comparison is the thief of joy.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's crazy how like people are too so busy comparing themselves that they're not able to enjoy the yep. relationship that God has already given them.
1: Yep.
0: And then, um. and I, and I wonder if, if they have the Holy Spirit in the relationship, because the fruit of the spirit is love, peace, and what? Joy. Mm-hmm. So when you have that joy, I'm not saying you, you're going to be a super saint and you're not going to look at other people and have a hint of comparison, but yep. I mean, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your memory, the good relationship you have in front of you. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So, that's just me. I'm still single, but I, that's what I've seen. All right? <laughs> no, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, you, I want to add into that. Anything to that?
1: No, I mean, I think you, you brought that full circle. I yeah. think that was very beautifully executed.
0: So, everybody wants to know this next question. First of all, they want to know do the walls fight or have disagreements? And mm-hmm. if they do, how do y'all resolve? disagreements
1: yes to answer that question go ahead sweetheart absolutely
2: oh my gosh if you're like in a relationship and you don't have disagreements that's interesting what's wrong um but yeah um i mean we relish in disagreements at this point because like we said that six month part we'll we'll never forget Mm -hmm. that six month um of our courtship um we, we love them now because it only makes us stronger. It makes us understand each other more. Now we talk a lot differently than that one time of the six month of our courtship. Um, and we learned it actually in our to counseling at Concord. Um, and it's called Heart Talk. And so every Sunday we have a heart talk and what that looks like is and hey I have an appreciation we give each other three appreciations um, from the week of what we appreciated and then we say you know hey I have a frustration um you might talk about what you're frustrated about and the other person says what I hear you saying is you're frustrated about a b and c um and it's like yeah I'm frustrated about a b and c and if I had d happen to me it would make me feel more loved it would make me feel more heard it would make me feel more appreciated then the person we responds and says okay so i hear you saying if that happened you would feel more loved and appreciated yes okay well i i know that next time if i do this this and this that you will then feel appreciated and loved yes i apologize sincerely about the way that you perceived when i said that i want you to know that my intention behind that was Mm -hmm. took a long time for us to be able to start talking like that a long time time. um but now it's like i mean we can have the most peskiest of conversations to have to have but in that platform where you appreciate a person before you bring up a frustration or something or a challenge it it just helps so much
1: yeah and to you know parallel to that for us it took a long time to effectively communicate and listen um because certain circumstances or there may have been an issue that really had nothing to do with us Uh, with each other. It may have had something deeper or more rooted that hadn't yet been dealt with. And so really being able to listen and kind of remove the noise and hone in on what that true conflict may have been, you'd be like, okay, well, what I'm really hearing is that you're not really upset with me at all. It's just the fact of so-and-so, so-and-so. But it really took a long time to get there, and it, 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 the steps that we took to get there is literally we would just be arguing and arguing and arguing, um, you know, in the beginning stages. And then we like, you know, what this this ain't working. We're not able to really solve this uh, and mitigate these problems. And so then we reached out to council, and it, it happened to be one of her church members and 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 family that helped us and guided us in those beginning iterations. And then from there we transitioned to being. More, you know, listening better and trying to communicate better, and then as we continued to do that, we was like, okay, we need God more. We started putting in fasting. So we had our our, our couple that we were uh, confide in and help guide us. Then we were like, okay, let's pray more, let's fast more. We had those tools in our arsenal, and then that next year came after that six months. We were like, okay, let's focus on marriage. Uh, but then we had premarital counseling. and we went to. I think five different premarital counselings. <laughs> so we were like, you know what, we need to eat and we need to eat in the holy way. So we were literally going to five different premarital counselings, I think two or three of them at the same time. And we were getting fed tools to be able to communicate and listen effectively. So that way our marriage will be fruitful for not just know three years, five years before a lifetime. We're not trying to be that that percentage, that fifty percentage, seventy percentage. We're trying to break those odds and and be a new generation of uh, for our our family. So for us, that's kind of like that that flow that that it came to be.
2: Yeah, and um, that, that's another way, a good way of like not being sexual with each other because we're so busy in like different premarital councils. Um, but I also add to that. Um, dang, I forgot my train of thought. Oh, unspoken triggers. Um, That's one that we found is huge. Um, For example, like um, the other day, he was just like, you know, don't forget your wallet. I forget my wallet all the time. And I I know it's not good to forget your wallet, especially you know anyways um so he was just like you know don't forget your wallet and it, he wasn't saying it like mean or like anything but i would get so offended that he kept telling me not to forget my wallet and he's like you know what's going on and so um i I, I was I remember because for me it was just like stop telling me my wallet but there was a relationship that I had in the in the past that was uh abusive um verbally and whenever I would forget my wallet it wasn't just a don't forget your wallet it was it was a lot more than that so for me when I heard the word don't forget your wallet where's your wallet it was a trigger to me like that the situation i had before was happening currently but it wasn't so when i had told him i think this is what it is he's like oh you know that that I'm sorry that you went through that. Um, is there a different way that we can solve this so that maybe we can avoid this trigger in the future? Um, so we got a case, you know, we're, we're going to get a case that can have certain things in it. so I don't forget my wallet anymore. So um, just little things like that, just unspoken triggers. It's important to think yourself, but well, why am I getting offended mm-hmm. about this thing?
1: Yeah, Coupled with unspoken expectations, because yeah. that is it's often a really big, big one that, you know, some person may be like expecting you to do this and be like this. And then they're upset and you have no idea why. I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> and and another thing is, you know, when we were talking about our, that uh, sermon that we met at to see Pastor Mike Todd, you often have family ties that uh, kind of tie into that with issues that have nothing to do with each other. Like, uh, you know, in times where I may be upset about something that she was mentioning and I have no rhyme or reason, but for some some reason it takes me back to an old self of mine. Uh, and it could be, it's probably family related. Like I hadn't yet dealt with something with my mom, or my dad. And so we've been learning and navigating things with, you know, how the way we, our upbringings were affects who we are now and trying to also deal with those and realize it may not necessarily be us that's causing the problem, but the situation may have taken us to an age during that time frame, to where it was a problem, so.
0: That is so good, that is, that's amazing. And I love how, cause in this culture, we don't ever, we don't, we no longer listen to understand. You mm-hmm. listen to respond. Mm-hmm. So I love how both of you y'all y'all listen to understand like oh you feel this way okay what are some ways we can move forward from here so like in the culture we live in so many people are like just get over it I don't understand yep. why if I tell you don't forget your wallet you too, you're being too sensitive you're doing you're doing the most but mm-hmm. then you're like okay well, let's see what's going on let's get let's get this um thing so you remember I just love how y'all said like y'all listen to understand and y'all don't listen just to respond because that's what the bible says be slow to speak and quick to listen. So so I just just love it. I'm speechless,
1: said. I'm not speechless. (laughs) Thank you. And to add to that, I mean, really for us, you really have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Uh, When it comes to that confrontation, like she was mentioning, my wife was mentioning, like we kind of relish in those moments because we know on the other side of that uncomfortability, that frustration comes growth.
2: Yes. Every time. Um,
1: and, and, and more love to be poured in and, and more favor from God. So, you know, I, I really love those opportunities to be able to grow more. And for us, it's just like we have to know that every day we need to be a student of each other and we need to be dying of self. Um, and if, if you're not dying of self, Five years from now, you'll realize that because you may not have died for your spouse, they have become something, someone completely different than what you were necessarily expecting because we're always changing. But you have to be a student of your spouse and learn what they may or may not like in this season and to die of yourself if that may not coincide with what you agree with, what you may like or whatever it may be.
0: And I just love Lamaria. I love how you're so you're clear with your words. Some people would just beat around the bush. They'd be passively aggressive. But you're like, oh, this is, sad. This is how I'm feeling. This is yeah. how, this is why, you know what I mean? Because there's some like confusion can always breed a lot of disagreements. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So but I love how clear and concise you are. And You're like, this is how I feel. This is why I feel instead of back to you. I love how you like, Okay, I'm not going to say just get over it. I'm going to let's pray together. Let's see what the root cause in it. And I truly believe all my heart that your your marriage, y'all's marriage is anointed. And that's why the attack keeps coming, because God, the devil knows he cannot destroy. He cannot destroy the blessing and the anointing and the proof that's on your life. So what does the devil do? He tries to destroy the unity the bible the bible says what does the bible say the bible says where there's unity god commands the blessing so mm-hmm. if the devil can't destroy the blessing he's going to try to destroy the unity because he knows that god cannot go against his word mm-hmm. so i just want to give you i want i just want to give y'all give y'all encouragement that the text y'all seen is because of the anointing the blessing and the destiny god has placed in both y'all and now the devil didn't want y'all to get married but now since y'all came together now yep. y'all about to dismantle the kingdom of darkness and establish the kingdom god. of God." I just I thought I, the Holy Spirit speaker and I just want to let y'all know do not be discouraged do not be dismayed because God has placed his hand on this marriage and he's going to do a new thing the Bible says in book Isaiah can you not see that I am doing a new thing I'm making a way in the wilderness so I'm here to tell you right now that the things you're going to do no no eyes have seen no ears have heard and no have been entered into the hearts of men what well, God has in store for you and has in store for your marriage in Jesus. Mighty name, I feel the presence hey. of God. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, this chair. <laughs> <laughs> Amen so that. That man. was
2: awesome. Thank you. I,
0: that's the Holy Spirit. This y'all should know. This y'all y'all stay encouraged because what <laughs> God's about to do through y'all's life, what He's going to do through y'all marriages. I can I see right now that foundations will be will be made because of y'all's um, faithfulness. I see that. Wow. Nonprofits be made because of y'all's faithfulness and just i'm here to tell you right now that the stuff that god has placed in your heart you not give up on it because mm-hmm. god is going to see it through because the bible says in the book of jeremiah that he watches over his word to perform it he already gave you his word so he's going to perform it but the thing is the book of galatians what does it say it says do not give up on doing what's well for at his right time you'll reap a harvest of blessing if you don't give up
1: yeah so
0: cedric lamaria do not give up in the middle of the fight because god has something special for you he has something special for your marriage and i'm here to tell you right now i see right now i see it perfectly that you're going to be the two that will establish generational wealth that y'all going to sta- i know sometimes y'all might be thinking like how can how can this even happen i look at my past look at her past god said he's going to use y'all too to establish generational wealth not just for the people that's going to come after you but the people that's older than you they're going to come to look at the walls and say look and then you're going to look back and like only god can do this if god mm-hmm. was not on our side I, I, i'm just speaking prophetically that god is going to do a new thing that that god is going to even when you're when you're down he's going to be the lifter of your head and mm-hmm. everything that you put your hands to everything you put your mind to god is going to allow it to flourish because he has placed this thing inside of you so i'm sorry the, the prophetic was flowing
1: it's okay. <laughs> got got my wife crying. It's all right. These It's what we call tears. Is <laughs> the
0: the Holy Spirit is like the Holy Spirit has placed things inside of you, and um, just get ready. Yeah, get ready, because God has seen the seeds y'all have sown, mm. and I know some of y'all are doubting. At, has the seed been sown in vain?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But God said, "Get the plow ready, because the harvest is coming."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So don't give up, don't give in, because the harvest is coming. So wow. that part, I might not, I might not, I might keep it in. I might not keep it
1: in. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. God, it's just let. Yeah, others need to see this. Yeah.
0: So my last question to you, try to get back into the whole flow of it, When the Holy Spirit is right. just to <laughs> flow. The thing is, you know, we pray we say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Right. We, have, we let him have his way.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Dom. That's the spirit.
0: So my last question to the both of you is, what do you say to people to encourage them who are dating in the year 2021? What is y'all's encouragement to them?
1: Slow down. Is number one. Uh, you know, sometimes you really have to to stop looking, focus on self. You know, take and, and focus on the problems that you may have been internalizing. Um, you know, really deal with that and and get closer with God. Um, if you you can't get past that, like I mentioned earlier, for myself, what I use is that that model that is engraved in my head. Just focus on becoming. The person you're looking for is looking for. If you have somebody in mind that you like, you want in terms of just not physical, but it's just characters and traits, become that person. If you see this person being a six figure, uh, you know, athletic, <laughs> uh, just God-fearing, family oriented, uh, just has no other debts, be that. Be that person, become that person. Emulate exactly what you're wanting on your laundry list um, of of whatever criteria that you have. And you'll be surprised what God has in store for you because he'll use that as a tool to bring him closer to to him. So that's what happened to me. And I know that my God is a good God. and, And if he can do it for me, he can do it for me.
2: Well, let the people know that you had a list of how many items on that you had to have in a female.
1: I think it was like 20
2: and I did not meet all of those 20 things.
1: Yeah. It was like eight and 20.
2: Yeah. And, um, and same with me, he didn't hit everything that was on my list, even though like one of my pastors, they said, change your list, make it godly. Cause I had my list too, but it was very, it wasn't godly. <laughs> so I changed it to be godly, but, um, So I was able to hit more points, Uh, but still not all of them, you know, because God creates everyone differently. So that's one thing I would say, throw away your list, throw it away. You don't know who God has for you. You don't know what God has for you. Let God bless you. Let him bless you. You can't tell yourself what God's will is. You can't tell him what your husband looks like or what your wife looks like. You can ask God for those things, but say, you know, whatever, whatever, but, throw it away. Um, I would say just get involved with your church. Um, and you just never know what, and I'm only speaking for like women because I don't really know what God speaks through to men. You know, it's, it's a whole different ball game and you know, the men have to find the wife. I can't give a man advice, you know? Um, but just for the women, just, you know, Focus on joining your church, being involved in whatever way, um, and God be in that relationship with God because God promises you, God promises you that um if you're with Him and your future husband is with Him, your husband, God will lead your husband to you. Like without a shadow of a doubt, you have to trust God. Mm-hmm. He promises you the desires of your heart, he promises it. You have to believe it. It's true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is so good. And what I realize when people when they write a list, they usually write a list to make them sub comfortable
1: But yeah. since said it,
0: you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so usually when I see lists, it's like, oh, I want this person so I can cater to my comfort. But God's like, no, because if you're comfortable, you're not going to grow. So exactly. I got to see this person to get you uncomfortable so you can grow and y'all right. can go together and build a kingdom that I've created y'all to build. Yep. Yep. So Absolutely. Before we end it, do y'all have any last advice to people watching?
2: Um, last piece of advice, uh, and keep going. Don't give up. Uh, don't give up. You know, take it. If it seems too hard, take it one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. God is right there with you. Mm-hmm. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. His yoke is easy. And his burden is so very light. So, you know, just give it to him and he'll take care of it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if, if he, if God can do it, if he's done it before, he can do it again. And all you need, you don't need much. You just need a muster seed of faith. Um, and, you know, just taking that, any interaction that you have, platonic, romantic, just put yourself in a position of just going into that, being a blessing to to someone, even if it doesn't work out in your favor, just know that leave that situation with tools. You no, know, it's okay, because I know God loves me. I know God loves you. It'll work out for both of us yeah. at the end of the yeah. day. Um, so, because there's just be so many circumstances for every different person, so just go into that with that headspace that it's okay. Um, God loves you. Just be a blessing in someone's life. You don't have to leave spiteful. You don't have to leave upset. There's going to be disappointments. You have to be willing to accept disappointments and, and and just move on because God is just using those as tools to make you better because he, you don't know, he may be saving you from or for the person that is really meant for you. So that relationship that may not have worked may have been God trying to protect you for your actual spouse that is to come. So it's just preparation.
0: That is so good. Uh, I just got to say, th- this was amazing. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the channel. Thank you for so much for sharing uh, practical steps. How to godly date in the year 2021? Because God knows we need it. <laughs> <laughs> so before we end episode 17 of Saturday Conversations, we want to get to know both of you better through a game called This or That. So the way it works, I'll give you two options um said you're going to answer lamario you're going to answer and then i will share my guesses and if i get above three it means i know you pretty well if i get below three we got to kick it sometime very soon so, all right Amber, so whoever wants to go first let me know said do you want to go first lamario do you want to go first I do. all right so first one is david or daniel
1: daniel okay
0: um ham or turkey
1: uh
0: turkey Oh, I mean, you're gonna do both. So you say turkey. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so how, this is how we're gonna do we're gonna do David or Daniel. So Lamaria, David or Daniel?
2: Um, David.
0: Okay. So you said turkey, Lamaria. So said ham or turkey.
1: It's hanging for me.
0: Okay. So y'all about to go. Uh, restrictions are lifted. Lamaria, are you gonna to go to the beach or to the mountains for vacation? We said, of course. Where beach. Do y'all go? Beach? beach? Said, where would you wanna go? Beach. okay so said would you want to have uh for breakfast would you want to have cereal or oatmeal
1: Ooh, oatmeal
0: okay lamaria well, what about you cereal or oatmeal oatmeal okay so y'all went on this trip who who is the planner and who's the flea, free flower i'm the planner i okay. would say i'm uh, so, in comparison, who's the planner and who's the free-flower? Mm-mm. I
2: mean, maybe he's more of a planner. Okay,
0: thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to sow a disagreement. I, I was just trying to get to know y'all a little bit better. <laughs> so, so, Lamari, you're, you're more free-flower when you compare it, but you're still a planner at heart. Okay, so I got for said, I got one, I got three out of five. All right, out of five. Good, and then for Lamaria, I got one, two, three, four, I got five out of five. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) because you know, she's my sister, she's my son. I guess I didn't know. (laughs) I've known you for 12 years, said, don't be upset. Don't be upset. All (laughs) right. So I put both of y'all would pick David. I put both of y'all was going to pick turkey, but said you pick ham. Mm-hmm. I picked both of y'all were going to pick beach. I thought said you're going to pick cereal. And La- Mario was going to pick oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said no. <laughs> a lot. I feel like if you gave him the proper cereal, he'd eat cereal. But yeah. you've just been eating oatmeal every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I blame Lamar- Lamaria. She
1: she <laughs> got you on the oatmeal team. I got you. I got you. She yes. <laughs> probably go for cereal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna blame Lamaria. I'll give her. I'll give her praise. She got you on the oatmeal. <laughs> and I, cause since I I know said, I was like, he's the planner. I was mm-hmm. like, uh I, I live with him for a semester. He yeah. is a planner.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're both planners in different ways. Like right. I'm that person that's like going to give you a list in this whole room from sunset to sun to dawn. Yeah, but, yeah. And that's something for him. He's more like he's that CEO level. He's like at high level. This is a plan. Yeah. And I'm more, like intricate.
1: You know? mm-hmm.
0: And that's why y'all go so well together. You got someone going to look at the 50,000 50, view. And then you're like, you got the person going to look at you face to face.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> so that's awesome. So, I guess said we got to hang out more. Yeah, Lamar. I know you pretty well, but you can still right. kick it too, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, before we end, do y'all both mind praying for us? Yes, if whoever wants to go first can go first, but I would I like both y'all to pray. Um, like I, I know the anointing is strong with y'all, so I, I need both of y'all's anointing on this, on this prayer, So whoever wants to go first
2: can go first. Yeah. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for today and bringing us together. Um, may your word um, have spoken through us in some way. And may we have touched even one person's heart today, God. Uh, I personally pray for um, any soul out there who is just aching. I pray for your forever peace, your joy, your love, God, to, to just blanket over them, Give them a peace that is uh, beyond their understanding. Just, just let them rest with you, God. Uh, we just thank you again for letting us come together today, letting our schedules, you know, meet like this. And um, we love you so much. We magnify your holy name. May your will be done uh, on this earth, God. We, we love you, and in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. And Father God, we just thank you. I mean, just the simple two words: thank you, thank you, thank you for today. Um, Thank you for this fellowship that took place virtually, Uh, even though we may not be face-to-face, I feel like we just right here uh, next to each other, God. So just thank you for this opportunity to fellowship uh, with others across the world. Let this, uh, this impact just spread, God. So thank you for that opportunity to just build the kingdom across the world, God. Thank you for, um, you know, Edward for his his anointing that he has, that that you, thank you for using him as a speaker, uh, that you speak through him, God. Uh, Thank you for uh, my lovely wife, that you also use her and you just touch her heart and propel her forward. God, thank you for uh, just the multitude of peoples that may uh, have watched this or will watch this, that have felt can, can, can. Convicted to just go forward and, and to change or to uh, do something different and just to be uncomfortable, God, and to lean closer to you, uh, God. We just thank you that we we just reached that one person today. Uh, thank you that that one person is going to also duplicate itself and, and be able to reach another one person, God. Thank you for just your blessings that you just continue to shower upon us, God. Thank you for just continuing to part the the waters of chaos that may come in and out of our lives and just making it still and just. Uh, just providing us that continuous favor god thank you for your forgiveness for your patience for your uh immutable grace god just thank you so much for all of your favors that you continue to bestow upon us that, that the moments that we get that, that we are at our end that you just come in and just fulfill every uh, each and every need that we have god just thank you for our family god that you have just um, protected them, that you will protect them, God, that you will lift them up in your prayers, God, that you will just, um, just be the light in the midst of darkness for our family members, God. Thank you that you'll also do the same for our friends, God, that you'll be able to answer each and every one of their prayers, that what they may not see now uh may not be on their time, but it's on your time, God, and it's always on the time, God. So we just thank you for that, that opportunity. Thank you that uh with our friends, you'll just continue to just make them greater. Each and every person, you'll just make them greater. Uh, thank you for the friends we don't even have yet that will come, God. Uh, thank you that that each and and every one of the friends that we will have will just all push each other for for the better, God, that we uh, don't have too many pull-down friends, that we have a lot of push-up friends, God. So just thank you for those friends that will push us to greater. Uh, and, And just thank you for the loved ones, God, that we have in our lives, that we just ask that you just have a blanket of protection and healing uh, as we are dealing with the world and, and so much chaos that is formulating formulating uh, with the, the, the COVID, with the, the finances, whatever it is, God, that you'll just make it, uh, make it new, that you'll just cover us uh, in your forgiveness and your love uh, through the Son, Jesus Christ. Uh, we just thank you for everything that you've do, done for us today and forevermore, um, that your, your will will, forever be done. We thank you that we'll just be able to hear from you and do the things that you want us to do with our lives, God. Uh, And if it's not your will, we just cast it away. We just give it away at this time. So we thank you, God. And uh, we just come to you as humbly as we know how to just lift up your name. And we believe that we pray that in the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit's name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen thank you so much. So let me just pray for y'all and then we're just going to end it, all right? Um, all right? Oh, Lord, we just I put this marriage before you, oh, Lord. I already know it's blessed in the spiritual, oh, Lord. We ask you that the blessing that's done in the spiritual, let it manifest in the physical and mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that every plans that they have will flourish in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you give them the desires of the heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And when they start to start their own family, when they start to have a, a next generation coming, oh, Lord, let your anointing that's on them, let it be on their children also in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that they will dismantle the kingdom of darkness and establish the kingdom of our God we give the honor glory and thanksgiving Jesus we say blessed be your beautiful and master's name in Jesus my name we pray amen
1: amen, amen. so wow.
0: thank y'all for tuning in for to episode 17 of Saturday Conversations where can people find the both
1: of y'all so on our individual instagrams I am Sid the gent s-e-d-t-h-e uh g-e-n-t okay. underscore
2: and then i am lamaria underscore wall mm-hmm. and we have a youtube channel walls and love yes. check us out over there we will be posting some more wedding videos soon yes. which is super exciting so
1: if you want to catch all yeah. of the goods from the wedding that was an anointing in itself as yeah well. you,
2: if you want some like singleness advice even in that our wedding ceremony you will catch some some good tips
1: absolutely so, yeah uh, we'll be uh, developing more of our other platforms as well. TikTok and Instagram should be all Walls and Love. So I'll get you there.
0: Awesome. And I'll put all the information in the description box below. Once again, I got the Walls and Love. Y'all came through, y'all killed. The anointing is strong with both of y'all. So I just want to thank y'all. For taking time out of your busy schedule. I'm just glad that our schedules were able to match up because I know how busy um, both of y'all are. So I'm just glad we're able to do this. I'm grateful, said, I've known you for 12 years. I'm grateful to call you brother. Lamaria, welcome to the family. I'm glad to call you sister. So, right. so I'm excited and I'm excited what God is doing in both of your life and I'm, I'm excited what God's going to do in both yeah, of y'all's life. It's,
1: it's been an honor.
0: So everyone, join the conversation in the comment section below. Tell us what stood out to you out of this conversation. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. If you have any prayer requests, put in the comment section below. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next time.